Morning coaches, Brian Blackburn here with the Pound the Rock podcast. I want to thank our sponsors through hardwoodtexas.com as always, Huddle, Waterboy Graphics, Diamond J Metalworks, Tumbleweed Textiles, Allstate Agency through Jeremy Thomas, as well as Landon Landry and Modern Woodman. Today our guest is Coach David Lewis, the Associate Head Coach at Angelo State University on the men's side. And I don't know if Coach Lewis knows this, but Cinco, this is what Cinco Boone had to say about Coach Lewis. David is an up-and-coming rock star in the coaching profession. I don't know if I've ever heard a basketball coach being described as a rock star, but I guess D. Lou is a rock star in the eyes of Cinco Boone, the head coach at Angelo State, so that's pretty cool. D. Lou comes from his time at the University of Texas, Howard College, was also at the in the NBA uh, first with the Austin Toros and then the Orlando Magic. So, Coach David Lewis, happy to have you here. Well, I appreciate you having me, Coach. And uh, another thing about your background, you were a, a Kingwood guy, right? So Kingwood played for Royce Houston. Yep. Loud and proud, for sure. <laughs> well, uh, hey, it's it's good to have you on. I enjoy, always enjoy talking basketball with you here being in the San Angelo area. Why don't you just tell us a little bit about maybe uh, your background, uh, some of the coaches you worked for, some things you learned from from all of your experiences so far. You know, I've been uh, really, really lucky. I don't think I've ever worked for a bad coach. You know, um, starting in high school with Coach Royce Huseman, uh, probably one of the most meticulous, detail-oriented guys. You know, uh, he really kind of taught me the importance of, of caring about the little things, you know. Um, we, we we had talent when I was there, so we actually won a lot of games. But even before and after I uh, I was on the team, it was not always the talented, but they still would win 20 games every year. Still they'd win district because they just cared about the little things, you know. Um, and uh, it was pretty cool going from him to the University of Texas with Rick Barnes because – Rick Barnes was no different. I mean, all he all he cared about was the little things. He was probably a little bit more intense and a little more relentless with it. You know, he wouldn't he'd give you no days off when it came to when it came to playing and and uh, and getting your work in and getting better. But uh, but it really it wasn't a huge adjustment in terms of just paying attention to to the details. You know, um, but uh, those two guys to start off my coaching career like that they they're a big part of why I am where I am and, and why I care about the things I do care about. Cause I mean, they, they were a huge influence and really kind of filled my head with all sorts of ideas and passion and, and, uh, and just basketball ideas really. So yeah. I, I, uh, I loved working for I'm playing for coach Huseman and working for coach Barnes, you know, beyond that. I mean, I've just kind of really gotten lucky falling into place. You know, I wasn't even at Howard for a year, but I'd be I'd be crazy if I didn't learn from Mark Adams and Scott Rains just in the six months that I was there. I mean, those two are unbelievable in how they handle the the psychological side, um, just continuously mentally working on guys, trying to motivate, find uh, find their inner their inner being of who they are, and really help them kind of come into their own as men you know uh junior colleges i mean uh, some some people have experienced junior college some people haven't but it's a it's a different animal sometimes yeah you get a lot of guys that have not had the right guidance you know um in life whether it's from coaches or whether it's just from home life or whatever and and those two really 
they really mastered the psychological side of, of kind of mentoring mentoring young men to grow up, you know. Um, you know, I mean, just being a Texas, in Texas alone, Rob Gray went to Howard and in two years, I mean, it was unreal how much he changed as a as a person under Scott Rains, you yeah. know. Um, but, uh, but even then, you know, I didn't even get to go through the season with those guys. Like, that was all I learned from them just by recruiting and going through practice and workouts in the summers. And um, so it was kind of funny how I wasn't there long, but I, I still was able to take away a lot, you know, and probably get yelled at a lot. But uh, but that was good <laughs> bad for me as well. It, it helped me kind of get better, you know. Sure. Um, and then going, going to work for the Austin Toros, you know, in the San Antonio Spurs, like working directly under Ken McDonald and kind of getting to watch and shadow guys like Greg Popovich and James Borrego and Ime Udoka and, and Atore, like all those guys getting to watch them and, and and see how they act and then getting to work directly under Ken McDonald every single day. I mean, it was, it was a blast. I mean, like that is, that is the best organization in the world, in my opinion, in terms of how they operate, how they communicate, um, and just how they go about handling their business, you know. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I had a lot of fun with them. And even in Orlando going over, it was the same same culture. They were all Spurs guys. You know, again, it was James Borrego, it was Jacques Vaughn, Zach Guthrie. Like, those were all San Antonio Spurs protégés that had just gone to Orlando on a new hire. And uh, even though it didn't end the way we all wanted it to, they still, the way they approached their job every day, the way they approached games, the way they approached, approached practice. I mean, it was unreal. It was a just a life-changing experience. We just, we unfortunately, we just weren't talented enough to win, you know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think all those, all those experiences, all those coaches have really been able to carry me over and work for a good friend of mine, Cinco Boone, and uh, and help him, but then also learn from him because. I was I was away from college for two years, but I, I felt like an eternity because when I came back, Cinco Boone, I mean, he's already taught me so many different things about. I mean, I, I got kind of caught up in the professional life where there's a, a little different mentorship uh, with those guys. You know, they don't need quite as much help off the court, um, and Cinco Boone's kind of helped me rejuvenate my career a little bit by learning how to develop and build on those relationships with these guys and get back to mentoring teaching and helping them grow as men you know so they hopefully they can one day support their own families and pay their bills and and uh and make their mamas proud you know right right yeah that's really good and you know it sounds like it's kind of come full circle now from university of texas back to college ranks at, at angelo state and being the associate head coach here uh why don't you just tell us maybe one thing that you focused on this summer or this off season uh, that uh, you you learned, I guess, and then how you're going to implement that with your guys this year? Yeah, yeah. I, uh, you know, one thing that I I love NBA basketball. So I'm, and I feel like college basketball and NBA basketball are very different. So I'm constantly trying to find ways to how can we help our team get closer to that uh, outside of the talent. I wish I could sign 15 NBA players to us every year, but. I, uh, I'm not that good of a recruiter, unfortunately, <laughs> so I got to coach a little harder. But uh, but I really wanted to focus on our pace and getting the ball up the floor 
faster but still under control, you know. Um, and so I kind of I've been I've been calling around talking to several friends, NBA and college, seeing who's experimented with what, and and, uh, and really really just been exploring different different secondary breaks, different options out of transition that you can still be aggressive and want to attack the rim and look to attack the rim early before that beat can get set, but still be under control and not barreling down the court out of control and without without a regard or a thought process for what's next after that, you know. Gotcha. Um, so some of the stuff I've looked at is like, you know, advancing the ball by the pass, you know, looking for kick-aheads a lot of times to the wings and, and what you can do out of that in terms of, you know, one thing particular that I've kind of I've been watching a lot of film on is the pistol action that the NBA runs a lot. Yeah. Um, where they advance it to the wing and then they'll cut that point guard off of off of that wing a lot. And uh, it's just kind of a different look. You don't see a lot in college or high school. Um, but uh, but like in our league, a lot of people they'll they'll pick up and pressure a little bit, and, and it's just a different motion that I'm kind of curious to see how we can make defenses react and see something different and maybe hopefully get a little confused, you know. Sure. Um, and similarly, just getting that kick ahead and cutting that point guard through opposite, not having to go ball side. I mean, but just creating some motion early on. Um, but I think it all starts with getting that ball moved ahead quickly. Like we, the whole emphasis I've been talking to Coach about is passing the ball across half court as opposed to dribbling across half court. Yeah. You know, and, and how much quicker you can get into your offense when you do that as opposed to just dribbling, because when you dribble the cross, you know, it takes longer to get down into play. You know, you're still waiting. I mean, you can't do anything with the ball, so if the ball doesn't get into play early enough, then you're still waiting kind of. Um, and so if you kick ahead and kind of cut that point guard through, you can already start the, the the moving pieces to get your next action started, you know. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that, that, makes, that makes a lot of sense, and I know a lot of people, uh, you know, as far as the pit passing it across half court or what uh, Chris Oliver calls the two-sided fast break where you really don't have a trailer. you got guys spotted up in the corner, both corners, and then a wing, and then maybe a, a trail guy that may be setting a drag ball screen, something like that. So there's all kinds yeah. of yeah. yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that I, I think it's trickling down more now than it, than it ha- ever has, don't you think, from NBA to, to even all the way down to high school? I feel like it's trickling down quickly. I definitely think so. I mean, you know, it, the the idea of spacing has become a bigger emphasis. You know, and that's carried over. That's probably been the that's probably been the biggest difference. You know, um, but it definitely seems like everybody's trying to teach spacing better, and that's a good thing. I mean, like we should be trying to learn from the the greatest league in the world. You know, um, and so I, I think it's a great thing. I mean, I think it's a testament to all the good coaches out there that are not comfortable just doing what they do every day. They're trying to make themselves do new things, teach new things, and um, and then get outside their comfort zone, outside the box a little bit, you know. Right, right. Well, uh, hey, let's talk a little bit about the culture that you guys have built at Angelo State. And one thing that I want the high school coaches on our website to understand is that Angelo State, I guess it was last spring when I came to watch you guys, you had two guys that you were going to keep on your – on your team, everybody else was going to be new. And so you basically were replacing nine guys. And so Mm -hmm. why don't you talk a little bit about, I mean, that's similar to high school almost in that 
you're you know you have a brand new team every year almost so talk about the culture that you guys have built what you're trying to do with that and and uh, some ways that you guys uh, emphasize your your culture day in and day out yeah i mean it's it's never easy uh you know being out a little further away from everything uh, a lot of times we're put in a situation where we have to take a lot more transfers um and um and that's kind of become our culture a little bit is is we take older guys and with with that you have a high turnover rate a lot you know i think uh i think two years ago we graduated 10 guys in one year you know this past year we graduated six um but it's just a it's constantly a revolving door you know uh and so that's it's really hard to get everybody on the same page when they're, I mean, they're meeting new faces every summer, you know. Um, one of the things that we try really hard to do to help with that is we actually get our guys out in July. We get them out here, and even though we're not allowed to work with them, we start, we have, like, designated leaders that, they, I mean, they set up times where the team's going to go lift together. They set up times where they're going to play pickup together. And they set up times where they can get in the gym and shoot together. And we really, I mean, that's that's the big thing. Like it's all about them being together and really just getting acclimated with each other, learning learning about each other, learning who maybe who's a morning guy, who's a night guy, who mm-hmm. who's a slow starter, who's a fast starter, you know, who is motivated by, you know, you got to talk a little little shit to them, you yeah. know, and, and who's the kind of guys that are, Maybe you, it's better off going talking to them on the side one on one, being like, "Hey, man, like you got to pick it up," you know. And and that's for us coaches to learn, but it's for your team to learn too. Like they need to learn about each other because, uh, you know, there's no good team out there. No team wins a championship when it's just led by the coaches. I mean, you need the players to be able to hold each other accountable just as easily, you know. And and those best teams, I mean, like. Typically, those are when the players can hold each other accountable. So that relationship, they have to start building those relationships early and, uh, and working at it. And so we feel like July helps, even though we're not able to coach them. We feel like throwing them all in the dorms and making them work together, I mean, it, it really it really helps them kind of take off um, and get better, yeah. you know. Uh, you know, then, then when we get into the fall, obviously we're still able to start working out. We're not going through the process of, circling up kumbaya my name is michael you know that kind of stuff we're already past that so now we're just turning the clock on blowing the whistle and and getting going um but even then we still keep trying to set aside time for everybody to learn about each other so uh what we actually do is we end up having like a team retreat at the end of september early october where we take the team away and we actually it's funny we actually go to coach boone's ranch that his uh where his dad lives he grows up um he grew up on it and it is it is so far out there in new mexico you don't have phone service and so there there is no there's just no escaping and so all the guys i mean they're almost forced to talk to each other which is a good thing and and we end up doing more team building team bonding it's a uh, very little basketball it's a lot more about inner self finding an identity within yourself, finding an identity within the team, you know, defining goals, defining the the route, the path you need to take to meet those goals, you know. Um, but that retreat is another big piece to our culture uh, because, I mean, it's just another opportunity to learn about each other. 
um, and learn about where they came from, you know, learn about expectations, learn about consequences for not meeting expectations and and kind of learning. I mean, a lot of times, like, guys don't even realize, you know, we got some guys on our team that they've won 25 games for three years in a row in college. And then we've got other guys that have won 10 games for three years in a row. Yeah. And, uh, and being able just to know, dang, like, he knows what it takes to win. You know, I need to I need to open my ears and listen to him more. You know, that kind of stuff. Like it it, it helps. It helps, and it goes a long ways. Um, yeah, that's really it's good. exhausting because we 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 do a lot of extracurricular activities because of it. But it, it really does it really does help carry us into the season. We've done a good job. Of, we've had some good starts these past three years, and a lot of that is because of what we've done early on. You know, the foundation we tried to lay early. Yeah. Now, uh, you you mentioned just a second ago about maybe this time of year or in a couple of weeks, like when you guys are able to, to start getting going, what are the things like during your workouts that y'all are allowed to do and the things that you're focusing on with your with your players like this time of year right now on the court? What are you guys emphasizing? Yeah, well, we're only given two hours. Right. And we all know that's not enough time to get there. <laughs> uh, so... I mean, but but in those two hours, we really try to break down, and a lot of it usually offensively because defensively, we most defensive principles are for the most part the same from each school. So we the new stuff is the offense, you know, and, and how everybody runs very different offenses. So we try to break down the intricacies of what we want to do offensively, and we work in our skill development into that. And so it's all about skill. Uh, Passing, ball handling, and finishing are the three biggest emphasis you would see if you came and watched us in our 30 or 40 minute workouts throughout the week. Sh- shooting is is a must. That's but that's expected of guys on their own. Yeah. Um, you know they they have times where they got to get in and get a certain amount of shots up every week. But but it's hard for a guy individually to make himself work on the ball handling, work on the finishing, work on the passing. Uh, on your own because you, in the gym by yourself it's just like who are you going to pass to you know <laughs> um, and so that's a huge emphasis for us and we work on we work on all three of those things stationary we work on them on the move we work on you know all of that playing through contact and then the most important we build it up and we want to get into a read and react situation where they have to read us coaches or read a defense in a more simplified, dumbed-down version without 10 guys on the floor and learn to read and make the right play, whether that's make the right ball handling move or make the right pass or make the right finish based on who's protecting the rim. You know, um, So we build all that, all that skill development up until a point where they're, they're having to make decisions on the fly so that once we're able to go as a team, they're, they're now handling it much better, you know, because now when you throw 10 guys on the floor, it's not quite as overwhelming. Right, right. That's good. So you're going breakdown drills into live mm-hmm. breakdown drills, then into live five-on-five. Five. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's the ultimate goal for sure. Good deal. Well, hey, you're you're a smart guy, and I know the coaches on the, on the website will trust your judgment here. If you were a high school head basketball coach – at Wall High School, for instance, uh, I know you do a lot of things better than me and a lot of things different. So, what what would what would be kind of the things that you would focus on 
or emphasize with your program at the high school level? What, what would I focus on with my program at the high school? That's a good question. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I, I think right there, like, what I would, I mean, a big thing I would focus on is that skill work. You know, I yeah. feel like, you know, I don't, I think people take for granted how important it is to be able to pass and dribble and just make layups, you know. It's like, I mean, those are so simple. And if you go back in your game, I'm sure, I'm sure, even if, if we're finding where we're leaving points on the board because we can't make a simple chest pass or a simple one-handed kick out off a drive or, or we can't even jab and, and rip through and go to the rim without traveling, you know, there's, we're leaving 10, 12 points on the board. And I think in high school, I mean, I would probably want to emphasize that again. I would want to limit my – I wouldn't try to make it more complicated. I would just try to capitalize off the simple plays better, I guess I should say, yeah. by being better at making finishing shots, being better at making the extra pass, being better at, at not turning it over, you know, um, try to limit my mistakes, you know, because I don't – I don't know exactly what I would run offensively or defensively, but, but in terms of just the things that I can control, I would try to be better at that. Yeah. You know, when I'm at the rim, you know, we can all get players catches at the rim, but if they can't make the layup, it's just, it's no good, you know, <laughs> so it doesn't do any good. So, um, I guess trying to make the most of the, the simple plays, you know, and, and, uh, and really not try to make it too complicated. Yeah, that's good. All right. So you're going to come run my practice today. And bring you out here. Oh no! Bring bring you out here to run to run our practice. That's that's good advice. And I think every every coach, you know, whenever we hear that, we're like, yeah, we can spend more time on it. I don't know if there's ever been a coach that says, I spend too much time on the skills. So yeah, you know, those are the things that that win the games. You know, players win games, not plays. So, well, D. Lou, thanks for being with us today, man. Uh, I appreciate your insight and that great talk. Anything else you want to say about Angelo State or? you and Coach Boone uh, in regards to how to get get in contact with you guys or anything about your program? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, like I, in terms of Angelo State and our men's basketball program, I just want everybody to know that we have been and will always be about the players, it's about our, our development and them as men on and off the court, you know, and uh, but but we love having people come into our gym, call us, email us. There's nobody better at responding to emails than Cinco Boom. And I'm trying to be good at it. I'm not the best at it, but I try pretty hard at it. Um, and so we we're, we always have an open door policy and an open email, open phone policy. I mean, you're more than welcome to reach out in any which way. Um, we'd love to talk more. You know, uh, anybody, I mean, shoot, I don't, I don't care if you call me. Call me or text me. My cell phone's 281-728-0873. Uh, Please reach out. I mean, I always love talking basketball and making new friends through this game. So, um, but we uh, we're always open open to new people and, and new ideas and, and, and new questions. So, coaches, thank you again for tuning into the Pound the Rock podcast. Tune in next time for more great content regarding planning, developing, and coaching the game that we love. As always, I would like to thank our sponsors and HardwoodTexas.com allowing us to get our basketball fixed 24-7, 365. Thank you again for listening, and make today a great day.